This is hot garbage. This sounds like shit. No one's gonna buy that. Is it a hit? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, welcome to another episode of Is It a Hit? Where you, the listener, will join us on this this uh, this voyage on the seven seas to make that next big hit single. I'm your host, Max. I'm joined by my co-host, Pat. Oh, and uh, if uh, let's say uh, if there was a March Madness bracket for 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 people uh, to be on a podcast and people to write you a song, Pat and I would probably be like a like a twelve or thirteen seed. Solid seeds in that in that region, the number one seed oh, is yeah. definitely going to be Nasty Nathan Sharp. Oh, here we go. A little clap action. There you go. We're mad. That's a great engine. That's we're, a great lead in. Come on. Yeah, we're number one seed. We're mad yeah, as a hatter for your region. hits. I mean, your yeah. lead ins about hits. <laughs> great, great lead in. Loving yeah. it. Well, Hot even though it's for hits, seed, horny for money. <laughs> <laughs> even yeah. though Nate's the uh, number one seed, he, uh, he, uh, he still needs the motivation. That's what Pat and I are here to do. We're here to. We're here to get him to that national championship game. Listen, oh, yeah. Pat, yeah. I, I got short shorts on right now. I got a shirt that's tighter than it should be, and it's a polo. And I'm just kind of jumping around. I'm saying, stay loose, stay loose. And I'm kind of hitting you. I'm patting your butt, you know, up and down, up and down. I'm putting too much emphasis on the old buttocks, Pat. I'm just giving you the coach, Pat. Coach Pat, Coach Pat, but, but, but. And I'm just saying, you got to stay loose. You got to stay loose. You got to stay loose. And I let my hand linger when yeah. we make eye contact. It's funny that you are Coach Pat. Yeah, and you know what? And then, and then I say to you, as we make eye contact, and we just kind of make, we're, there's silence for a moment, and I whisper in your ear, and I go, keep your hips low. And then I back <laughs> away. Yeah, well, we'll... <laughs> I feel like I'm never going to think about a firm athletic position the same way again. <laughs> you, you feel motivated you feel loose are you going to be able to go out and perform are you going to be able to sink those threes i feel motivated nay yes i feel motivated but you know what i don't feel i haven't felt inspired recently but you know what you know what i've been thinking you know i've been thinking there's a great a great quote that i read and it said it said inspiration is for amateurs um and it's by Chuck Close, and he says, inspiration is for amateurs. And that's where the quote ends, and you fill in the rest yourself. So it's like, inspiration is for amateurs, bitch. And what I've been thinking about that <laughs> is um, I feel like a pro because I am I have been left uninspired this past week. Oh, okay. So I'm hot for it. I need your inspiration. That's an- yeah, we got to <laughs> kick up that energy. Yeah, it, Give it know. to you. I, I, I want you to make me feel like an amateur, like I love the process, like I'm not in it for the cold, hard money that I really am. Yeah, well, you know, this is the thing. They say do what you love. And you know what I love? Coaching. Money. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. So do, I do, love, mo- do money. Do man. money. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do money, guys. You know, that's why we're here. We come in every day, right? Every time. When, whenever I have to think up a new way to skim money off the top from our ventures or a new way to, to, to lie to our fan base to get even more, right? Like, remember when you, you were in the hospital, Nate? And I said, Nate's in the hospital. He's got uh, throat um, 
throat and mouth disease. And, uh, and, and people were so worried. They were so worried about your throat and mouth disease that they threw money at our Patreon, just threw it at them. And we just took that money. And uh, I don't I, – I, most – the four days that followed that import of money, I don't remember a single moment. I mean the amount of money we blew on the amount of you know legal drugs, it was tremendous. And I don't remember a single thing, but all that money has gone. But whose idea was that, right? I love money. I'm here for you guys. I'm do- I-, I care about this team, man. That's what I'm saying. And I don't care about our fans. Well, I love the fans because the fans give us the money. And the fans tell us what the hits are, especially over voicemail. Uh, we had a couple couple voicemails come in this past week. It's great. Loving hearing those. That number is 707-780-2448. Keep on calling. We want to hear what are the hits. Uh, so then you can give us your money. It's easy as that. It's easy as that, boys. Yeah. Last week, the uh, song was Dewey. Uh, Pat and I both thought it was a hit. We liked it. We liked the journey that uh, Dewey went on. We liked the full picture that we got of Dewey, this this chosen one, this this person who didn't understand how to deal with being good at something and being admired. And he kind of went off the deep end a little bit. Uh, police got involved, and Dewey was fired from his job. A real... Uh, Rags to riches to rags story. Yeah, um, we love those. Real, real Greek tragedy. So, um, I, I, I gotta say, last, uh, uh, I think we're, our hit rate, uh, if I look back, I think we're, we're hitting over 50% so far. Um, really? I think so. But, uh, don't, don't, we'll, we'll probably get a voicemail about how wrong my math is, but that's okay. Um, but uh what I was thinking about the last couple of days is uh I'm really I'm really thankful that we get the chance to talk together guys that we all have come together to talk about and uh find ways to exploit nasty Nathan Sharp cuz doing a great job at it. I think yeah. um the the merch has been flying off the the shelves, can't even keep it in stock anymore. Um but I was also thinking if I didn't have this podcast what could I do a podcast on? What is so that's it? What I, that's, what, that's what I know from you guys. If you couldn't do this podcast, what would okay. you do a podcast on? What do you think you're good enough at to talk about for an extended period of time and have people listen to you about? I think this is a brilliant idea. Are you all ready to enter in a different world? Sure. Yeah. We're there. What's uh the, the gravity is strange. Yes. It's it smells weird. It's the weirdest smelling gravity I've ever smelled. I don't immediately see any intelligent life anywhere. <laughs> Where have you put us? Where did you leave us? You are on the planet of the podcasts. Choose your fate. Um, rich and attractive 
Ooh, good podcast. Tell us more about your rich and attractive podcast. It's just a podcast, and all we do is um, we talk about our friend Rich. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, we (laughs) we interview our uh, our friend Rich, who is uh, the most attractive person that I know. Um, And I got to say, Rich is so attractive. um, He's got like a little bit of a, a lazy eye. But he's so attractive that that's just like a feature. Like if I had it, people would be like, "You got to fix that, man. Like you got, <laughs> you got to take care of that shit." But on Rich, it's like, "Oh, wow!" It's, Ooh, it's like, like you his, would uh, remark his, when you see leather seats in a car. You'd yeah. be like, "Oh, nice." <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think that'd be a good podcast. We just talk about Rich. I mean, he's a he's a fascinating guy. He's attractive. You know, he's hardworking. He's well spoken. You know, he's a funny man, a, 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 another funny man. You, you know, it's great. We could do that. You know, we wouldn't invite him on ever. That would be the best part of that joke is that we it's would like just that, talk about it. Like, it's like that Richard Simmons podcast. <laughs> Finding Richard Simmons. We found him. Not going to interview him. <laughs> I've heard several interviews with Richard Simmons that are very or not interviews, but stories about Richard Simmons that are like just the saddest thing in the world. Like, uh, man, it just seems like he's an unhappy man, which is too bad. But he's got that big tongue and he puts all that makeup on. That's cool. That's cool. Oh, who am I thinking of? I was thinking of Richard. Oh, man. What's the name of that guy? Did the the, the, the workout videos in the 80s? That's the one I'm thinking. That's of. Richard Simmons. Yeah. R- but well, you Richard are talking Anything. about. Were you talking about the lead singer of Kiss? Kiss? Isn't that Richard Simmons? Oh, that's Gene Simmons. I was no. like, when does Richard oh. Simmons wear a bunch of face paint and lick stuff? Oh my God, I'm super off. That's hilarious. <laughs> you guys are just. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely thinking of Gene Simmons. Whoops. Oh. Whoops. <laughs> oh, that's a great sure podcast. That Richard podcast Simmons is a hit. <laughs> the Richard Simmons podcast or the Gene Simmons podcast? Uh, well, the Richard one already happened, so we need to have a Gene Simmons one <laughs> where Gene Simmons actually turns out to be as awkward as Ritz, Richard Simmons. Looking for him. Well, where was he? Where did they find him? Was he like in a ditch or something? Like, why, why would that podcast exist? Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> Okay, right. Max. Right. What would your alternate podcast be? Um, oh, I uh, I think that uh, I would do something like trivia related. Um, you- I have a lot of just useless knowledge. I've heard a couple of trivia podcasts, and they're good. Uh, I think I would enjoy doing that. Um, I know it doesn't really supply too much song material, but I feel like. Yeah, I know a little about a lot of things, and I think I could do it on that. Because I, I was thinking about, yeah, some other things I could do, like, uh, oh, I don't know. But I feel like there's there's already something better than, than those out there. But that that's the only one that, that I settled on, that I think well, I could do it, you know, moderately well. Well, how would the format go? Would it be like, you know, 45 minutes of you talking about trivia – and then, like, 30 minutes of making fun of Nasty Nathan Sharp and then back to trivia? 
Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess it was more uh, if you didn't do this at all with anyone, who, who could you do? But that's what I was thinking. But it, what could we do together? Okay, I like that better. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, because oh, yeah. my, rich, my, my rich podcast, Rich and Attractive Podcast, that would be, you know, basically just complimenting Rich for 45 minutes Yeah. And because he's great. But then there'd still be the, the 45 minutes or 30 minutes where we make fun of Nasty Nathan Sharp. I forgot. Yeah, we got to do that. Okay, so yeah, and then we, then it would three be three of us. Yeah, could do. Yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't yeah. think about it that way. Um, what about? Hmm. You know, I actually have something on trivia. This uh, yeah. this is kind of embarrassing. I have been asked to join two separate trivia teams. So they invite me out to drink. This was before the pandemic. They invite me out to drink. They're like, "Hey, Pat." Why don't you join our trivia team? And I went and I would drink and I uh, would not get invited back. And that's happened <laughs> two separate times. So whatever I'm doing, this is what's happening. Whatever I'm doing, people think I have a depth of knowledge on lots of things. They think I'm a max, but I don't have any. Yeah, but like, you're really a pat. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like I'm not a I don't I don't know what to say, but why do people think I'm like trivia team worthy. Like what do I do that makes people think, yeah, this guy, he'll know what happened in season three of Frasier. I and think I don't. it's the sheer amount of time that you spend indoors. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's never seen the sun. And then uh, I sh- show up and lay an egg and they're like, not him, not again. Yeah. How did you not know season three of Frasier was when Niles got into EDM? Yeah. Oh, baby, I hear the, fr- man, we should just cover that song. We should. That should be our outro. It's just the Fraser song. Oh, baby, I hear the ducks are calling, toss salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> They're calling again. Man, what a good song. Let's just be Fraser from now on, guys. Come on. I'll be the dog. Um, Nate I'll can be, be Fraser. I'll be John Mahoney. You can be John Mahoney. That's it. We got everybody. All the people. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, we don't know what's the what's the girl's name on the show? Gilly or oh, yeah. something? <laughs> I think it's Gilly. No, is I'll it just Gilly? Be I feel like I'd be the best Niles. I, I think Niles is is me. Just have yeah. to talk like David Hyde Pierce. This is what people are yeah. supposed to talk like in acting school. Over enunciate everything. I'm hot for that dude's <laughs> acting. As, I think <laughs> I've stated amazing. before that I like a good enunci. Like I like Star Trek: The Next Generation because they fucking act. Yeah. It's all acting. dude. That was a really good David Hyde Pierce. Oh my god, that was great. <laughs> really impressive. I was like, oh man, I haven't heard from that guy in a while. But that is exactly what he sounds like. Yep, there yeah. it is. After Fraser, I figured out that I did not have to. Uh, I was making money in my sleep, and I decided that I would uh, become a recluse. And I'm having—I can't do it. I can't stay in the pocket. You did such a better job than me. Great job. Yeah. Well, well Thanks. done. I, up until recently, I—I I think because him and Kelsey Grammer always enunciated so well. Uh, I, I for some reason I didn't. Okay, I for some reason thought they were British. Oh, me too. Not because I like watch it so much where I'm like, oh, they're talking in a British accent. I just was thinking, I'm like, oh, Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, that guy's British. Nope. And then and then I just like heard him talk. I'm like, oh no, he's not British. He's just like talking very properly. 
Yeah, because if you change the channel to ABC, it was like it was sharing a time slot with like something, something stupid like Tool Time or whatever. And like the guy on there is just being like, <laughs> and like you go from like home improvement to like that. And it's like two very different worlds. We were a home improvement family. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all Michigan based, you know? It's Yeah. Yeah. Right. I remember I was watching Frazier once my dad came down and he just, Oh, he took off his belly. He went to town. He was like, <laughs> not in my house. He just <laughs> not in my house. He just hit me for hours, for hours. I was, I had to, they, they called student services. It was a, it was an ordeal. Um, I still don't know. I thought he just like strangled himself while masturbating. <laughs> Well, that's why we had to kill, uh, you know. <laughs> I, I, think that's a, I think that's an Anthony Jessalik joke. My dad got so mad at me, he took off his belt and immediately hung himself. <laughs> well, he's funnier than I am. Yeah. I love I, you, Dad. You're one of the 49 people downloading every episode. <laughs> Is he really? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um. Yes. Oh, Frasier recap. That would be a good one. Uh, man, I was listening to a podcast this week, and the, a woman on there was talking about when she was a, getting into comedy, she would write Frasier spec scripts as her like her writing style, and yeah. it sounded very funny. Like <laughs> her reboot was just she was Frasier's like adopted British African American daughter, and it was just like. <laughs> and she would help Fraser meet women. It was pretty, pretty well thought out. Some good stuff. Wow. Yeah. Oh, not for me. Even that. That sounds. Is yeah. he still on the radio in that in that scenario? I, f- I think everything's the same, uh, except his dad's dead, and he just adopts a daughter. And the da- a daughter, she's like, you know, twenty five by that point, but she she just like helps Fraser meet women. And so it sounds weird. What 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 tickles me about this? She's also British. Yes, I always yeah. thought everyone on that show was British, except for the yeah. dad. Oh, man, somehow the dad was yeah. from Michigan. <laughs> yeah, the d- and then everyone else is British. <laughs> the dad's like Fraser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that was the dog. Was great. Tool to- yeah, that's right. That <laughs> <laughs> was Eddie. Yeah, Eddie was like more power. <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> tool time remember we never got to see wilson's face i'll never forget that never forget that i didn't get to see it he uh he showed up for the uh like the 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 final cast like you know a curtain call and he he came out you know in front of the studio audience without his you know without his fence was it gross did he look like melina from uh mortal kombat 2 he <laughs> looked... <a> skeleton face <laughs> <laughs> he looked like absolutely normal oh man yeah it was such a it was i mean he was his voice but his face you know we it was was something special it wasn't oh he's unremarkable (laughs) that's awful it was someone famous the whole time it was just like jack nicholson or (laughs) yeah that'd be cool too or a scary um mouth full of sharp teeth (laughs) it was a shark (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's just a shark hunter there. That'd be great. All yeah. right. Well, that's the fan fiction we need to write about. Wilson is Molina. <laughs> that's a pretty. I guess that'd be pretty good. Write that into the spec script. 
Also, his neighbor is now Molina. Yeah. From Mortal Kombat. Um, did, all right. Did you see this new uh, Mortal Kombat trailer? I have not. Oh, man. It looks like what Mortal Kombat always should have been. Like, it looks super violent. The trailer is, like, it shows, like, uh, Jax getting his arms ripped up, or, like, frozen, then broken off. Like, I'm like, yes! This is oh, what sweet. Mortal Kombat should... Yeah, it's pretty sweet, but it's probably going to be terrible. But it looks like it's, like, very, like one-on-one fighting base like it's trying to recreate the game but not in a very like hokey fashion i don't know if there's a tournament but i think there's a tournament but it just is very violent yeah like from the game you can't you can't get too realistic with the mortal kombat movie yeah this is the thing i'll say is that like mortal kombat is a cartoon that's yeah. just, it's just it's just south park but they don't ever wink i mean it's a cartoon the whole time like all the moves are like a guy punches into a dude's spine and then like separates each spinal column and they shoot out his chest cavity. And it's just like, it's cartoonish gore. And it also doesn't make sense in the story. Like you mean to tell me I'm the good guy and I'm like ripping (laughs) someone's faceplate off. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But whatever. But there's a part where, where Scorpion, you know, they, they, every trailer has to have that, you know, classic line and just say, get over here. And it's like, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's what we want. Yeah, yeah, we need quotes. You know, be cool is if uh, if this this movie had like it it was just cartoon violence, and it actually like just followed like you know have you ever done like a a campaign in Mortal Kombat? It just doesn't make any sense. Like you fight your allies because there's good guys and bad guys. But then, like, on your way playing the, the single player, you have to, like, fight. Like, I'm Johnny Cage, and I got to fight Liu Kang. That doesn't make any sense. We're good guys. What are we doing here? But then, like, you, like if you don't do it, like, Johnny Cage will hit you in the nuts so hard that your head explodes. So you have to fight him. It's just it's insane. What is this, a James Bond movie? Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, just wailing on his nuts. Um, but, uh <laughs> Uh, instead of the guy that comes out that says toasty that i i show up whaling um whaling. yeah <laughs> i forgot about toasty yeah toasty whaling. yeah Nutsack. nate are you playing video games right now no i'm uh listening intently <laughs> yeah right <laughs> okay you know what's funny um have you ever heard of the the movie um this has to do with Mortal Kombat now, but have you ever heard of the movie Big Trouble in Little China? Yep. Yep. So I've watched it in the last year. <laughs> that's great. Dude, yeah. I didn't know it was – this was before – I was watching it on TV, and this was before that you had, like, a remote control that would tell you all the what was on. You actually had to, like, go to a channel to see what the movie was. So you would actually manually flip through the channels. I, I switched, switched to it. Didn't know what it was, but I thought it was like an 80s or early 90s version, movie version of Mortal Kombat because it's got Shang Tsung. It's got like an emperor bad guy that sucks out your soul and can change form. It's got a guy that looks like Raiden, right? And then I think there's a few other people. They got – um you know, Kurt Russell's character is kind of like Johnny Cage, kind of. And then like his um, Asian guy, the the dude that kicks everybody's ass, that's like his yeah, – it's not his yeah. sidekick, but that guy's Liu Kang. And it was just like as I was watching this, I was like, oh my god, this is Mortal Kombat. But then it just turned out that Mortal Kombat just like stole yeah. heavily from that movie. Oh, did it? Like, Kim yeah. Kim is Sonya. Yeah, basically. <laughs> 
Man, that movie was sweet. I think it had a beholder from uh, from Alien or from the D and D in it too. So it's just like a really super weird movie. I should yeah, watch that again. That was really, and also I thought it was weird that spoiler alert, but at the very end, like uh, he like gets a chance, like Kurt Russell, uh, the Kim Cattrall in the movie, like comes up to him and like comes on to him. He's like, "No, nah, I'm good," and then he just like leaves for the whole <laughs> the rest of the movie. <laughs> like that's that's the end. It's just like. Oh, he got the girl. Nope, he didn't. He well, isn't walks away. Isn't the premise? Isn't the premise that you are watching the movie from the sidekick's perspective? Isn't that like the premise of the movie? Is that like Kurt Russell is the comedic relief and like he's the sidekick, but like the story's formatted around him, but he's never like the guy that like does well. It's always like his buddy. It's really a strange movie. It's pretty cool. It's just very uh, I different. I noticed that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, it's pretty uh, out there. It's definitely, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I watched it and I was like, I can't tell if this is bad or not. Because John Carpenter is pretty out there sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's campy, but I think that's on purpose, man. Because yeah. Well, yeah, but I still can't also, tell if it's good or not. I, I think I like it. I, that's also like, uh, Kurt Russell was also like doing like legit action movies at the time too so it's like a weird thing to throw in that mix it's yeah. cool so i like i've it. never seen uh escape from la are those are they all like are those goofy yes like this one is or is it yeah, yeah. escape from la is very goofy okay yeah well that's all john carpenter right because john carpenter does those goofy ones but then he does like the thing which is not goofy at all uh, that's one of my favorite movies dude that, that is one of my favorite movies also. That movie's fantastic. Uh, it's the best. It's amazing. Yeah. You ever seen The Thing, Nasty Nathan Shark? I've seen both The Things. I've seen oh, yeah? The I, I never the saw that one. new one. The new one was kind of scary. The old one was also kind of scary. Good movies. Good movies the all old, around. The I old think one was a kind of scary. The old one. Oh, really? Yeah. I've heard I bad like, things. I like how the old one does a really good job at it, it doesn't build tension like in a long burning way it's like lots of short burning tension where it's like they'll set up like oh this dog is all messed up but then it just like it just like i feel like with a body snatcher type movie you're gonna dwell on things for a while but it's like lots of scenes that are set up really quickly and then have like really like like it'll they'll build tension for like really like it'll build up tension really quickly and then it'll pay off right away. Yeah. And it just is like, it's very incredibly paced. I I really like that. movie. I'd like to build up some tension quickly here. Okay. Because Pat, I'd like to unpack this and build tension. Pat, sure. You say you've never seen the, the new thing movie, which was like 10 years ago now, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. But, you say I haven't heard good things, and you're willing to make that judgment <laughs> when, yeah, clearly, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. What's what's Pat, the issue? I think you now. I think of you as a man of taste, a man with his finger okay. on the pulse of the people. Yeah, and now, Pat, how long is your no-fly list for movies? 
I don't think I don't I don't know if I have a no fly list like you do. It's just so, really it's really like a sliding scale and you got to add there's factors like boredom or company. Like I'll watch a movie with somebody that's like, you know, if I go to a friend's house and they got some garbage on, there's a much higher threshold for the things I'll watch at somebody else's place, right? Than there is when I'm by myself. So there's also boredom. Like sometimes you're just like, wow, what do I got to do today? It's like, I, I guess I could watch some uh, forged in fire and you got to be pretty bored to watch a show about making knives. But like when you're in that, that zone, when you're in that spot of like peak boredom to uh, some garbage movie, they, they might swoop in and you might find yourself just, you know, hate watching a movie for an hour and a half. So I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't think I have hard numbers, but I have, I definitely like, will have a little more acceptance and watch some trash if I'm very bored or at somebody's house. Let's dig further. So, okay. Matt, you seem to be a man of, of no morals or ethics as it's being perceived to me. Because None. None. instead of having a regimented, this is my movies that I will not watch list, for yeah. example, I will never watch Raging Bull because I'm a Rocky man. Done. Yeah, it's one As of we've established. Yeah. yeah. Anodiode. And you are willing to write off the new The Thing, which in actuality is a prequel of The Thing. Yeah, Not a remake, it, eh? Here's prequel. why. Here's why. Because I love The Thing. I love the first one so much. And that came out when they were doing all these, like, garbage reboots. Like, that came out around the same time that they rebooted, like... RoboCop, do you remember? And they made it PG-13. And a big part of the... Michael Keaton. It was terrible. But a big part of the the reason that the thing is scary is because there's a lot of stuff you don't know. Like, the aliens are truly alien in that movie. And not knowing what happened to the previous team is part of that unknowing, right? The more you explain about the big bad guy or like this magic, the less magical it is, the less scary it is. So like, they just like are really undercutting a uh, pro like undercutting a, a big portion of the, the, the main one. And, you know, the other thing was there was a lot of reports that like, it started out with like super awesome practical effects. And then the, the, the company, cause practical effects are like, a huge part of that movie. Like the body horror in the thing is as good as it gets for me. It's so frightening. I've had actual nightmares because of it. It's just so good. It's awesome. And, um, they're all done practically. And then this one, they were like, they started doing it practically. And then the studio was like, no. And they made it all digital. And I don't know, man, some about digital horror, like you can tell it's not a real thing. And you, there's just that disconnect and it's less frightening. You know what, Pat? I respect your opinion, but I do have to say, it seems, it really seems like you... you, Can you rephrase what you said? You said, if you have to explain it outwardly, it's not scary. Did you just explain why the scary movie was scary? Eh? If this movie really terrified you, you wouldn't even be able to talk about it, Pat. Eh? Yeah, I would. You're keeping that under wraps, (laughs) taking it to the grave. 
I could talk to you about Hereditary all day. That movie scared the hell off me. The hell out of me. And I was just like, it's great. It's amazing. It's perfect. <laughs> the hell off me. Yeah. I have no hell left on me, boys. But no, that movie's great. No, I can talk about it all day. The more... The more you explain, the be- the worse the villain is. The worse the scary thing is. The more you know about something, the less frightening it is. That's all. That's a that's a that's just that's just truth, right there. What do you think, Nate? You got what you need. I think I can salvage a good hellscape out of. <laughs> what, oh, man. what what do you We're have back. in your notes? Yeah, oh, I wasn't to, taking notes. Back to hellscapes. What? Well, not much of this was notes uh, type conversation. It's more the conversation you feel. (laughs) (laughs) What? Hey, who are we to argue with the creative process, right, Pat? We're just the ANR reps. I guess. We we stir the pot, but we don't have to taste the stew. Oh, we do taste the stew at the end, though. That's true. Yeah, that's... I talk shit about the stew. Yeah, that's right. When it's garbage. Well, I you know what? You could do we talked about movie monsters the thing. That's that's awesome. You want to I you know, make a make us talk about the thing. That's cool. You know what? There are some movie monster, you know, songs. You got Monster Mash, right? You got Thriller. Yeah. Just sing right? those. Yeah. Um I don't think there's one for aliens. Well, there's a few for aliens, I'm sure. They're out there. Yeah, but we already did a Godzilla, but Godzilla is not the same thing as like the the classic monster horror tropes. There's werewolves of London too. We got werewolves. Oh man, if yeah. Nate did his take on werewolves of London, I think that would work really well because that song doesn't make any sense. And, that song's awesome, but it also has a lot of weird noises. Yeah, it sucks great. It's one of my favorite songs, but it just yeah. doesn't make any sense, and it's just a lot of weird noises. And I mean, he just didn't have a, a chorus. He's just like. Uh, yeah that's fantastic yeah that's i mean that goes with all the tenets of hit music that we talked about you know having a very nondescript song right and then just playing it and having fun i think he stood stayed up for like two days straight to write that song like just doing drugs and stuff yeah that's pretty cool yeah um yeah so do you want to make a horror movie uh, song like Werewolves of London or the Monster Mash or yeah, I think just a, hook, a hook, a hook that is just animal noises. I think is <laughs> going to go well. Yeah, and you know, you could get in. You could do that. I don't know. Make it. A, what about? Have they done any ones for Frankenstein? Oh know. yeah, Alice oh, Cooper yeah. did. Edgar Winter, my Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Feed my Frankenstein. Feed my yeah. Frankenstein. Yeah. Hey, can we make a, a Silence of the Lamb song where the chorus is like, bash, Silence of yeah, the Lamb. Yeah, you can do that. Bash, <laughs> Silence of silence the Lambs. Of the lambs. <laughs> is, that just, is, that, is that just read between the lines? <laughs> yeah, it's just read between the lines. But it is good. Bosh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Bosh! Read between the lines. Shit! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's great. Well, I mean, if you have what you need, I feel like (laughs) making a a horror a horror song um, you know, 
I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. You got to make it spooky or you don't, I guess. Werewolves of London isn't spooky at all. That song could be a lot spookier. You think in two days he'd make it spooky. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's about the werewolves. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Warren, if you just spend more time on it, it's going to be spookier. <laughs> yeah. You know what Warren Zevon does really well? And uh, you've done this in a few of your songs. He he names locations. He's a big location dropper guy in his songs. You know, if you go, uh, if you, you listen to that song, that he names a couple places. And then same thing with, uh, uh, what's the one with uh, the machine gun? I like Something, this. the machine gun. Oh, I like the... The non-descriptiveness of your description is terrifying. Yeah, we'll cut this. Like your uh, I, I'm, I'm losing your it. Point here. Huh? <laughs> nice. Uh, no, staying in. Uh, <laughs> you think you got what you got? What you need, Nate? Yeah, I got what I need. Let's do some ad reads or voicemail. <laughs> well, we will. Uh, yeah, let's get to an ad break, uh, and then we'll uh, come back after this. Who do you think you are? Oh, me online or like in real life? Uh, in general, who do you think you are? Maybe at a cellular level. At a cellular level, I would say there's off days, but yeah, mostly myself. I would say why? Well, it sounds like you're a little confused at who you are, Pat. So I think you should pick up a twenty-three and me. Twenty-three oh. and me, where you spit into an envelope. Send it away, and then eight weeks later, you have uh, you have some fodder for your next family get together. Hey, Dad, did you find out that you're not actually Italian? Well, twenty three and Me will do that for you for your family gatherings. Yeah, what's the matter, you, Dad? You're not even Italian. You know what I'm talking about? Like that's just not who you are. And thank God we got that clarified with twenty three and Me. And uh, Dad can shut his mouth and just grill. And not make it a huge production and talk about the old country. Okay? We're tired of these stories, man. Okay? And it shouldn't take you all day to make a tomato sauce. Let's go. All right? So if you want to confirm with your father that he's not actually what he thinks he is, you know, 23andMe is the way to go. All right? Are you going to have fights with your family now? Yes. But are you going to be able to call your family out on their lies Yes. And that's what's the most important thing. You know, you got to spit in that tube, mail that, send that away. You know, they're going to they're going to tell you some, they're going to put it in their computer. It's going to go beep boop and then it's going to print out a map. I don't know. It's like an old timey map and it's going to circle it. And it's going to say like this place and then they'll send that to you and you'll be like, oh, we're from. Um, we're from North North Devonshire. Yep. OK. That's where you're from. favorite London suburb. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking, people. Thinking that don't quite trust a 
big corporation like 23andMe with a spit file full of your DNA. Well, guess what? Jack Bridges, CEO of 23andMe, doesn't care about your DNA, but that guy loves spit. <laughs> he but just wants your, your spit. secrets are safe with him. Do not read. Listen, guys, 23andMe, they love your spit. They're going to treat your spit better than you treat your spit. That's their saying. That's their slogan. Um, they care about your spit. They they love it. And um, they're not just going to dump it all in a pool and swim around in it in weird, you know, animal masks or something. They're, they're going to take it and they're going to put it in their computer. They're going to get the beep boops, you know, and they're not just going to make up some made up story about where you're from because they don't actually care or have the technology to do so. You know, you, they're they're going to they're going to give you exact whereabouts that your ancestors put their feet. You know what I mean? And that's important. You know, because everybody has a very elaborate story for the back, their history and their genetics. But you know what? It's all everyone's from North Devonshire. Unfortunately, you find that out. But they're not swimming in your spit. I could guarantee that. Uh, we also have a special uh, coming up. Uh, April Fool's Day is is coming up. By the time the the listeners listen to this, they probably have already had April Fool's Day. But you could still play pranks on your family. If you uh, actually don't even need spit for this one, you just uh, go on to 23andMe's website. They'll send you a fake report so you can do all this in the prank setting. If you want to make your grandmother feel bad that she was probably adopted, here's the way you do it. You can let her know that she's actually from (gasps) Egypt or insert any other country here. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you 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 can pay for that privilege with the new Twenty Three and Me prank website, and it's literally indistinguishable from their actual website. Do not pay attention. Don't worry about that. I know it looks like we're charging one group a lot more and another group for funsies, and you know we're printing off the same exact papers and sending them at random to people. But uh, trust me, it's re- it's it's real fake. You know, prank genetic uh, information. Whereas the ones where you pay more money, that's that's real uh, fake. I mean, real real genetic uh, coding information on a map there. So I mean, don't get confused. You know, and uh, it's definitely real. And they're not swimming in your spit. Yeah, uh, just and to keep things uh, clear and separate, uh, there's, there's the website Twenty Three and Me, but then there's the prank website that's. Uh, uh, the real 23 and me. Um, <laughs> so there's a separate website just to make sure that you guys don't get confused um, of which you, one you're getting. If you have the fake one or the real one, you can still mail spit to the real 23 and me. Uh, yeah. You just might uh, not uh, get the, re- you know, the results you're looking for. It's not necessary. Don't you, you can save a stamp. Jack uh, Bridges, to- 23 and me CEO will get the results that he is looking for. <laughs> You get yeah, a 10% I, discount if you send your spit anyway to real23andme.com. Yeah, and I'm reading the copy here. It says if you just want to send him vials of spit, yeah, you can do that. You just send them right to him. You know, no no action needed. He'll just he'll just hold on to those for you, you know, because that's valuable stuff, human spit. That's why all these companies want it. 
right? And uh, just send them vials, you know, keep spitting in your jars and, you know, fill them up and just send them on down. You, you don't need to get your DNA tested, but, but you don't want someone to come along and steal your spit jars. That's why you go to 23andMe. Listen, or people. if you want fake genetic stuff, real 24andMe. There you go. Well, and just, listen, people, just like cash if for you gold, sp- we got cash for spit. <laughs> if you send a jar of your own spit to 23andMe, I'll tell you what you are. I'll give you a detailed breakdown. I will plug a map into a random number generator. We'll figure out some things. You'll be able to lie at your family gatherings just like you would want to do anyway. 23andMe. I mean, uh, pay me $5 and send spit to them. You know how that That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Tw- 23andMe, we definitely don't save your spit. Yeah, 23andMe, no one's going to swim in that spit, and we are not keeping your DNA so we can make a clone of you in the future. They made me say that. Yeah. All right. Thank you, 23 Yeah. Good stuff. And we're back. Guys, I've had plenty of time for Nate to work on this song. I'm excited what he has for us. Um... Last week, or earlier today, he talked about, uh, uh, what do we got? My notes say Richard Simmons versus Gene Simmons. I think that was a funny confusion. Led to some hijinks. Um, <laughs> talked about uh, some podcasts that we would uh, rather do instead of this one. Right, guys? Uh, and then, um, oh, we talked about Frasier. That was fun. Um, how we all thought that David Hyde Pierce and Kelsey Grammer were British. Uh, um, and uh, talked about talked a lot about tool time. That was fun. <laughs> um, and then uh, talked a little bit about John Carpenter. So we had we had a lot of good stuff there. Uh, Nate, are there any notes that you took? My the that... notes that I took here. You you all are you took very good notes the whole time while I was um. I mean, I wasn't paying Street Fighter 4, but I did a lot of time staring at the wall while you were talking, really considering. I have a blank wall, and, you know, I see the chess pieces moving, like uh, Queen's Gambit style. <laughs> and uh, I was mainly thinking you were you were talking about um, Kurt Russell and Big Trouble in Little China, and then The Thing, you know, we were talking about sidekicks and horror movies, and, um, and, and uh, you know, we always touch back to hyperviolence. So it all went back to that. Um, that's where mostly where the gotta love your ultraviolence. I do have to make sure, and I'll plug this at the beginning of the episode. People, for alternate podcasts, listen to the greatest wrestling podcast ever with yours truly, Nasty Nathan Sharp, and your commentator of choice, Dr. Bob. He's from Capital City Championship Combat Wrestling in Ottawa. You might know him from some other wrestling promotions. Dr. Bob, your commentator of choice. Nasty Nathan Sharp, the greatest wrestling podcast ever. Lou Tussle Media, find it wherever you get your podcasts. Except for, uh, except for Stitcher. I can't seem to figure out that one. <laughs> you have, a, you have a, a podcast conglomerate that you're part of? 
It's Lou Tussle Media. We'll put this. We're, we're considering acquiring this podcast. Are you okay? Yeah, I mean, I was going to put it in an but offer. But I want later. all the money. Wait, are you having conversations with yourself on that acquisition? Well, yeah, because I I'm part of this business, but I'm part of that business, and they're separate entities. I make myself sign <laughs> conflict of interest forms. You're just you're just going from one packet to the other. Me cross promoting this is a massive ethical breach. <laughs> sure, but we're what? okay with that. We yeah. don't mind oh. ethical breaches as long yeah. as we make money. It's fine. Whatever we have to do to get more listeners. Now, look, the one thing I know about wrestling fans is they're diehards, right? Say, say it with me. They're diehards. And what they do diehards do? Die they spend hearts. money. Spend they that money. a motherfucker. I've seen I've seen wrestling fans, you know, throw themselves off their own balcony onto like a bunch of fluorescent light tubes. Right. I've seen wrestling fans froth at the mouth because some guy raised their eyebrow. These are the type of people that we want to be listening to our podcast. We need to get them into the fold as fast as possible. We need to make them a a key uh, demographic that we 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 sustain and in in grow because these are the fans these are the rabid fans that eventually are going to kill you Nate and that's what we're all here for you know get Nate so big so fast he can't handle the pressure right eventually I have to leave him because he can't handle he just doesn't want to listen to my advice and I've robbed him for several years and then eventually the person that's in charge of his fan club will suplex him to death and uh, that's where this train's headed and I cannot wait so get those guys on board, man. This is going to be great. Yeah, Can't but before, before all that happens, get us in a room with Lewis Tussle himself. Yeah, agreed. I've been waiting to meet Lewis Tussle my whole life. Lewis Tussle, and yeah. we'll, we'll arrange up a meeting. It's going to be a good time. Now, he's very particular. So I'll, we'll, I'll talk about through the interaction yeah, beforehand. Yeah, we'll talk about it off air because this is all news to me. Oh, yeah. Uh, news. Yeah. This is all nudes to me. So, uh, speaking of uh, news to me, can you ring my ears with some news, aka a song? Yeah, let oh, me patch you in. While I'm patching you in, let's see here. Now, while I'm patching you in here, um, I like to say that this song is dedicated particularly to Pat and his lack of ethics of all sorts that you've uh, proposed in multiple times on this very episode of the podcast. So, um, I really I, I'm glad that it's about Pat and not about me. I feel like there's been too many songs about me, so I'm gonna I'm glad to take a back seat here. Uh, Tony, Tony, settle down. All right. Nope. Pat, <laughs> Pat and Nate are talking. Don't okay. reveal my nickname amongst our group of friends. Or my <laughs> real name. Max? <laughs> Who names the kids Max? Right. Definitely Tony. I'm Tony. Tony. Yeah. Your name is Tony. And Godzilla. It's very strange. <laughs> um, and Shine. <laughs> hey uh yeah tony godzilla shine uh, any uh, tony godzilla shine or is tony godzilla shine here tony your godzilla hand? shine is here thank, and thank you thank you for uh ab- abiding by the traditional czechoslovakian pronunciation yeah you've uh you're you're from a weird place that no one likes that's pretty cool um yeah. anyway um what do you mean it's about me and my lack of ethics? Can you, can, you, uh, can you fill me in, or should I just wait to hear the song? Well, it's, it's an experimental soundscape where I'm trying to capture what's going on inside of your mind in particular. 
I am excited. I like money and I like to exploit you. And I don't know which one. Some days I like one more than the other, right? But at the end of the day, just, you know, making money off your talent. I think I was made for this, man. Side, side, whipping out the same. Whipping out throats, the thing, the th- the thing, the thing. Side, side, whipping out the thing. Whipping out throats, the thing, the thing. Side, whipping out side, thing. Whipping out throats, the thing, the thing. Side, thing. Whipping out side, Whipping out throw. Well, this all sounds great. Whipping out throw. Side song or whipping out throw. Whipping out throw. Whipping out you may need a sidekick. The fantastic bird boy. I'd like to apply. I can't fly like you, but I know gymnastics. And I throw a mean right hook. You should see it. It's nasty. And I want to be the very best. I know I can rise to meet the test. And I can be in a word. Fantastic. The fantastic bird boy. All day. All night, the fantastic bird boy, your secret weapon in a fight. Hi, pterodactyl man, I'm enrolling in your academy. I've never been so happy, the stars aligned. And I can't wait to learn secret powers like lightning hands, eating criminal hearts and ripping out spines. And I know you tell me patience is needed And I've got a way to train So that I can fly to the moon And I'm not saying I want to do those things urgently That's more for henchmen or a goon The fantastic bird boy All day, all night The fantastic bird boy Practicing killer moves. All right. Dear pterodactyl man, classes are boring. Buzzard is playing with himself. Hot girl is snoring. And we don't want to hear sob stories about how Falcon Kid died. But it was cool that it was gory. And why didn't you avenge him? The evil mollusk man is still alive today. And I heard that you were getting high in the parking lot at his funeral. But anyway. So pterodactyl man, I've been thinking Along with Hawk Girl and Buzzard, and we've been drinking. This academy, it's a scam. We just screen calls for your wife in your one night stance. And you make us mend your clothes and do your laundry. 
stripper poles. And I think that you may have lost your way or lost your mind. But anyway, I met up with this lady. She's pretty cool. Doctor hypnosis and she has no rules. And she says she'll take us places. She's gonna teach me some brain power moves to melt heroes' faces. And Hawk Girl has learned to tear open people's chests so that Buzzard can feed on the rest. And I can't promise that we're coming. But when we do, no, there are no sidekicks to save you. The Fantastic Bird Boy kills Pterodactyl Man. That's the headline. The Fantastic Bird Boy. Hawk Girl and Buzzard through all space and time. Doctor Hypnosis. Oh boy, she taught us how to fight. Mind is a filthy place. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I appreciate you, you know, finally including me in in your art. And I enjoy how uh, I'm triumphant at the end of this song. No, and, uh, no, you're I kill you. You're pterodactyl man. I kill you. <laughs> no, I'm fantastic bird boy learning from you, and then I kill you and become famous. This is gonna be great. But wait a minute, you're the one telling me what to do. I get fed up. I kill you. Eh? No, that wouldn't happen in real life. But when my rabid fans kill me, are you going to go out and avenge my death, huh? No. Exactly. This is what's going to happen. I'm going to release as soon as I can. As you know, I have power of attorney currently. Um, but I'm going to release all your albums as fast as possible in like tribute to you. I'm going to like, there's going to be like commercials being like, we miss nasty Nathan Sharp. And it's going to be all sad. And it's going to imply that we're going to give this money to like charity or something. But no, I'm just going to keep all that money. Um, you know, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's how we're going to, we're going to handle when your rabid fans kill you. We're just going to exploit it for money as we did when you were alive. So what'd you think of the song, Pat? I would say that, um, you know, there's something catchy about it throughout. And, you know, this was, this is your most unique song. This was a clear departure from your other, you know, Randy Newman-esque songs. And I really appreciate that. Um, Outro, you know, there was parts where you could hear Max and I talking 
basically asking, is this the song? I feel like those, <laughs> those could be trimmed because if we're asking that, um, probably not the best sign. But uh, yeah, man, I, I think at the end of the day, I liked it. I'm still trying to def- decide if I think it's a hit. But I, I lean towards that at the moment because it, it's unique and I want to I want to encourage you to do stuff like that. I liked that there were samples. I like that you talked about superheroes. I like that there was like guitar. There was almost a guitar solo. You like you you kind of wound it up like you were gonna shred, and then you just kind of didn't. But this kind of reminded me of they might be giants. Where you know there's and maybe I'm just kind of like, uh, is it Triangle Man? What's that song? The the Universe Man, Triangle Man. That one. Particle Do you know what I'm man. talking about? Particle right? Man. Yeah, Particle Man. Yeah, Particle, Particle Man. Man. Particle Man. Yeah. So like, it kind of had. You know, it's about superheroes, but it kind of had that. But but also, it's quirky in a way that. Um, and I'm not going to say that. You know, they might be. I don't know their full catalog, but you know, they're not really known for their uh, like samples or anything like that. But I, you know, it was fun. It was lighthearted, and it was unique. And I think that those actually go a long way. Because I, I can't think of another song that it, it really sounds like. But, you know, I, I think those are all positives. So I'm kind of on the fence. Let's, let's keep talking about it. Let's see, what I, let's see where I get. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Pat, on a lot of things. That it was, it was, it was definitely his most unique song. It just in this, I mean, we've only played, you know, we're on episode uh, nine now. And we, we've, I feel like we've had kind of a, a similar uh, through line with a lot of his songs, but this one was, was one that I, I, I think that I, I was hoping that Nate would get into this, this style of experimental because the other experimental was more like rock opera type stuff. Uh, but this is, this reminded me a lot of MGMT. Um, really? spe- specifically when he did that guitar solo, it, that I even wrote down here, MGMT break. And okay. put an exclamation point because that they do that line of songs. They get into like these like very like stadium guitar solos in the middle of these EDM songs, and and I, I I thought that that was a that that's what it reminded me of there. But there's also that yeah experimental aspect of it where the 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 music track on it was you know was just like you know sampled clips, and I really like that. And I like songs in general that that do that. Um, I can't think of any right now, but I, I, I know that I've heard them before. Um, but I really, really like the song, and I'm going to say it's a hit. Uh, okay. I, I liked there were some good lyrics in there too about it being a scam, and it, you know, it's just a place to screen calls for your wife. I, I really like that line and uh, that aspect of it. Um, I, uh, I like the line, "Why didn't you avenge him?" That that's a good one. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. That 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 brings up the. Uh, the, the the inner conflict there and and why pterodactyl man and fantastic bird boy you know may might be fighting with one another um yeah i i really like this song i like this song a lot i okay. didn't take that many notes just because i was so happy listening to it you were in the groove i was yeah oh wow okay yeah. um nate nasty nathan sharp Amateur pro wrestler extraordinaire, podcaster of many podcasts. Talk to me about who we're going to sell this song to. Win me over, Nasty oh. Nathan Sharp. 
Pat, you were just telling me about how you were proselytizing to some hipster nerds. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Got to make fun of the hipsters to their face. That's the only way that they'll love you. This is a show song. Hate. This is a song for people with glasses and overalls. You know, in She's All That oh. and uh, that other yeah. movie, like where you've got to take off the glasses and overalls to be accepted. Oh, yeah. Leave the glasses yeah. and overalls on. Buy this. Huh? Buy it. Buy two <laughs> copies. Buy one for your friends. Okay. So your plan is to hoodwink hipsters into becoming hitsters. Yeah. Is this correct? Yeah. Yep, you know, hipsters. It's even like it's becoming cool for uh, people that would be cool otherwise. Like, people will... They'll do tear. They'll they'll cross their eyes all day just in the hopes that they'll have to have glasses. It's the it's the cool thing yeah. now. It's been that way for five years. You know, the what the, there is something about the song that kind of draws you in and makes you want to pay attention. And I think there's a lot of a lot of your other songs don't have that. The problem is, is that I want to be kind of mean to you. It's hard. I kind of came in hot, and I was like, I'm going to give it to him today. And uh, you come in hot you know because what? I purposely Based put in a bunch of off-putting samples to make you mad. Yeah, Is that, huh? Yeah, that I pat? knew. Yeah, huh? yeah, oh, yeah. That's good. They're staying. I, in there uh, I was ready to to like. Oh yeah, that's great. Um, the intro, the outro. They, they, you know, that that's clearly, you know, not not in my wheelhouse of of things I like. You know, that doesn't sound anything like Mark Cohen. And uh, you know, you couldn't walk that music, but. Despite that, um, it was a worthy try at a world-renowned hit. I think that, you know, you could show this to somebody and they might go, huh, what's that? And they might pay attention. They might give you the time of day. And at the end of the day, time is money. And what do we like? Money. Time. Money. Time. The spice. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> But yeah, uh, all right. So are we we all going to agree on this one? This is a hit. Is that where we're going? Has he has Nathan successfully won me over cuz he identified a demographic that I would love to exploit along with him? Um I you know, Pat, I'm not going to tell you and the hipsters what to like. I'm just going to say it's a hit. Last chance. Give me one more. Give me one more. Give me something special here, Nate. What? Tell me. I'm on the fence here. I'm on the fence. I want to call it. It's a hit, but I need something special. You know, you. Pat, uh, if you say it's a hit, we'll let you be fantastic, bird boy. Fine. Okay. There. You got it. Does that make you happy? (laughs) It does make me happy. Yes. You're no Max's pterodactyl man. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna eat his. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Look at these claws. All right, guys. Well, then I I agree. Um, you know, put my name in the writing credits, and and we're all good. Uh, it's a hit. Uh, you know, you're really not included in any of these samples, Pat. <laughs> uh, we really need to make sure that uh, I'm in the. You gotta you gotta include me as a writer on these. It's kind of important. You never would have wrote this song if you weren't for me in my fantastic bird boy looks. It's your beak. Yeah. Got a good beak. Strong beak on him. Yeah. Dolly Parton might be against it, but I'll put you in on the writing credits. I appreciate you. That's what I like to hear.
Well, right. that seems like a natural stopping point. We've all resolved our conflict. We're all happy. No chance for us to get in any more fights. Just like Fantastic Bird went to Dr. Man. Uh, but uh, great episode, guys. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week. Um, the only thing I want to make sure we plug is the voicemail. We've uh, been getting some good traction there. 707-780-2448. 707-780-2-HIT. Uh, you guys got anything you want to make sure we plug? Oh, hold on. Oh, we're be, on uh, Twitter there. We're going we're gonna to plug the... Uh, plug. Yeah, Pat, keep on plugging. Hold on. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta keep gotta, on plugging. We gotta keep on plugging, on. baby. You know what time it is. Seven, yeah. seven, eight, zero, two. It's yeah. Get on the old Twitter there. We got a picture of Frank Stallone. It's great. I mean, it's everything you need. We also have a picture of Phil Collins. Um, you can't really. Yeah, this is the thing people don't talk about. Can't really find him online anymore. Uh, I think the only place you can actually go to take a picture, to look at a picture of Phil Collins, is is on our Twitter feed. So, if you want to look at Phil Collins, if you want to look at Frank Stallone, someone that almost looks like, um, you know, Sylvester Stallone, but isn't, uh, get on our Twitter, follow us there, and uh, maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll, we'll like you or whatever you do on Twitter. Yeah, our Twitter page is the Phil Collins Library of Twitter pages. That's the only place you can find them. That's right. Um, and uh, that that Twitter handle is is it a hit one? Just to avoid any kind of confusion, is it a hit zero? Was already taken. Is it a hit one? That's ours, baby. All right, that's great. Nate, you got any plugs? Plugging. Listen to the greatest wrestling podcast ever. Myself, the Nasty Nathan Sharp. Uh, Dr. Bob, your commentator of choice. It's your not-long watch-along. Your hit wrestling from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. This week, we are talking uh, with uh, the great Gabriel Fuerza and others about the Ultimo Dragon. Bam. All right. That podcast sounds like a hit. And oh, it's a total I hit. I to say because... I'm a I'm a hitster. Uh, Little hitster over here. Anything else, guys? Before we sign off, I love you, and I love money. I was talking <laughs> to this. I was talking to. Money. I was talking to my wallet. I was talking to money. Yeah, yeah me, to I, me. me too. I was saying thank you to money for giving me happiness. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, glad we all agree on money, guys. It's fantastic. That's why we all like Pink Floyd. Um. Well, we'll be back next week with another episode of Is It Hit? Bye. 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 bye.